The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Savannah Hugh-Moller, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is a Tuesday, which is actually a Friday. Where's our fight song Friday? Hey, man, we got a show tomorrow. Big shots. We do have a show tomorrow. Oh, we got so much. But technically, in the Cowboys world, it's Friday out on the practice field. Thank you, Chris. Why aren't they on the practice field? I thought this was a a rejuvenation day, Mickey. Walkthrough. It's uh, what they normally do. Okay. All right. All right. But they, well, they, I thought, did I see pads? I didn't see pads. No pads. No, 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 no. no. There's no Helmets pads. by choice. No. It's November. There's, it's no pad November. That's what this is. <laughs> they were, they were is try, that what it is? They were uh-huh. trying out their <laughs> no Color pads. Rush helmets. That's the only guys that had those on. Oh, today. yeah. So when you said 59, you know what came to my mind? Well, mm. this, wait, wait. I said 59 before we were on the air. Yes. Okay. There were numbers that were thrown out. I have no idea what they had to do anything with. But as, as you all know, the way we keep track of numbers is we correlate them to cowboys right right. and so number 59 who's your number 59 it was Derek brownlow Derek brownlow (laughs) is your number 59 i I think he was your teammate let me look it up brownlow was in the 90s i was gonna say nope i know i'm not that far gone <laughs> so who is your fifty nine? Jesse Penn. Jesse Penn. Jesse yeah, Penn. Yeah. Jesse me, Penn. I need to look Virgin- at that. How about Ernie, Ernie Sims? Tech. Ernie Sims was fifty nine. Yeah, uh, for sixth pick in the draft out of Florida State for one year. Ernie Sims. Yeah. And wait, I, don't, I, need, to, I need to look see if I got mine right before I say it on the air. It was that fifty nine. Oh no, he wasn't fifty nine. Never mind. I won't say it then. Guy Brown was fifty nine. That's correct. Yep. Yep. And that win. Remember mm-hmm. when everybody made a big deal last year because they signed Tack McKinley? He wore number 59. And I don't think he ever played. Yeah. Why is that a big deal? Everybody, it was another name. Remember a guy that was high draft pick? High draft oh, pick. I didn't know that. And they mm-hmm. brought him in, and and he was a high draft pick. Just, yeah. was Just another draft bus, huh? That's yeah. why I was waiting you for got somebody. Great undrafted free agents. But that's there. a fun game to play every now and then is just throw out a number and – who do you remember who's, most? Who's your cowboy player that comes to mind when you say the number? I could do that the entire podcast. You want to? <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with number one. <laughs> right. Just make it all the way down to 99. All the way through. Up to 99. All right. So, uh, Mickey, we have football players yes. on the football field on a – It's Friday. On a Friday that is actually Tuesday on the calendar. And I think that uh, when Mike was asked about injuries, he seemed – um, optimistic about J. Ron Curse, so that bodes well for having him. He would back be number on one. Field. And Rico Doddle, <laughs> who who is who? What number is Rico Doddle? Come on, twenty three. Twenty three. Whatever we name. whatever we say a player's name, we have to say the number. <laughs> that should, be, a be, that should be just on this podcast. Uh-huh, only, that's right. only this podcast. <laughs> so yeah. And I don't think uh, so. Rico Dowdle's good to go. Twenty three is good, good to go. go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, Dak Prescott not on four. Mater- not four. on maternity <laughs> leave yet. 
Yeah, I was wondering if we could bring that up. I wasn't yeah. sure how, how delicate that situation is. No, he is. talked all about it. Oh, okay. March. Yeah. Yeah. The babies due in March. Oh, he, that nursery so, better be up then. That's right. Right? Um, you got to have that thing going. Hopefully he doesn't have to worry about it during <laughs> the football season, right? See, they're far enough along that they know the gender. So... Oh, they do? It'll be a girl. Girl. It'll be a girl. Girl, Dad. I had a girl first as well. Mm -hmm. They're the best. I had a girl every time. Yeah. Yep. Three times. You know, it's better than having a boy. They're the best until they hit 16. (laughs) Yeah, but the the boys are the worst all the time. (laughs) Why are you looking at me? I'm just... I did... I wasn't. I wasn't that you were bad just at you were just scanning the I room. Was scanning the room for anybody else. <laughs> we're not too bad. I could have done My daughter was great the whole time. It's, you Depends know, it's on sons. which one you're talking about. Well, it's the sons, you know, because in the beginning we are the worst, man. We are just dumb, sloppy, dirty, you know. But women, you know, my daughter, she was at 12 years old. She was mature. The emotions didn't start bouncing well, off the wall. Well, yes, they had the emotions, but. Yeah. You know, she was articulate, you know, right away at 12 years old. We put her on the uh, answer machine. You know, her voice on the answer machine. <laughs> you know how we do that? The voicemail message. Yeah, and she sounded like everybody like, who's that grown woman? That's uh-huh. my daughter. She was 12 years old at the time. My son, I would not dare put him <laughs> <laughs> at 12 years old on the answer machine. What are we doing, Dad? I'm like, what are you You know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> so, yes. March is the due date. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he, he was pretty happy about it. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So that was good. Mm-hmm. What uh, else did Dak have to say yesterday? Uh, well, you know, he's got to here, – here's what's happening here. Everybody, you know, about what turned Dak around, right? And now he's on this – and he is, right? He is now – has the second-ranked quarterback rating in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's at 107. If you think back about around maybe the San Francisco game, mm-hmm. his quarterback rating was like 87. Yeah. Right? So slow start. Well, uh, that was after how many interceptions did yeah, he have? Three. Been? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. <laughs> three of his now um, six. Six. Yeah. So half of them in, in one, one game. game. Uh, and then now it's. All about Pollard. What, what's turned Pollard? Are you healthy? You know, da da da. And, you know, you feel more comfortable. Well, here's the bottom line: the offensive line finally is playing well. That's correct. Right? It helps the quarterback. It helps the running back. Mm-hmm. If it helps the quarterback, it helps the wide receivers. And I think that's what everybody's missing. It, it, it's the offensive line is finally playing to the level we figured they would be playing to. I don't think they're there yet. And not quite. Yes. You're right. There's another factor. Yes. Giants, Panthers, well, Commanders. But even so. Now, And, and here's the thing about that. Because... In previous years, we would really stink up. Well, not previous years. Even go back to the Cardinals game. We used to stink it up against bad teams at times. And so far, we've been consistent enough to just win the way we're supposed to win. There are times last year, and even like like we, we mentioned Cardinals, where we didn't even do well against that particular team. And So what we're doing, we're doing what we're supposed to do. To me, that shows maturity. And I don't think it's necessarily 
the defenses of the Giants, Panthers, and Commanders. It's the, what they are unable to do offensively. Where the cow, the reason that Dak threw three interceptions against the 49ers was the Cowboys fell behind yeah, to, to the 49ers. And so, so you're playing catch up the entire game. Mm-hmm. You can when you're ahead or in a close game, you can uh, have a mix of of a run and pass and keep a defense off balance. And and when you're ahead. It accentuates your defensive talent because now they got to play catch up, mm. right? Now they're, they're and now they got to throw, right. Right. right? And I think that's been one of the keys uh, along the way is get out to a quick lead and make them play catch up. Any any team that cannot stop our passing game at this point, they're going to be in trouble playing the Dallas Cowboys. That's just the way it is. They can't stop right. us. The DBs can't stop us. That started with Philly. Uh, Giants, you know, all that, Philly being the best team that we played in that stretch, uh, their DBs were just as, you know, just as fragile as any other DBs that we that we went up against. And that's what gives us the confidence is when we can go up and down the field the way we have been. And these other teams aren't beating other teams this badly. That's right. And they're playing some of the same teams, mm-hmm. too, by the way. Uh, and and to accentuate the defense, you know, getting the lead. So they've got six defensive returns for touchdowns, which ties the record that they set in 2021, right? Yeah. But no other Cowboys team has had that many defensive returns for touchdowns. They didn't have blame. Um <laughs> and they didn't have Dan right. Quinn. Right. Or know. Dan Quinn, yeah. So um but yeah, and and, and you know, their first team in, in NFL history to win each of their first five home games by twenty points or more. Mm. So somebody else has beaten these other teams right. too, right? So I think that's um This that's why we look so forward to you know, the stretch coming up. Well, this next game. Yeah. I mean Seattle's six and five. Is mm-hmm. that right? Mm-hmm. Um, now they've lost. Their arrows pointed down. I know they've lost yeah, three of their last four, right? right? <laughs> and it's getting worse for mm-hmm. them with Dallas, San Francisco, and Philadelphia ahead on their schedule. And right. we have to be careful with what's on our schedule, you know, because we're coming into the most, you know, the scariest part. You know, and they tied their they tied their ship to Geno Smith, and his quarterback rating right now is 88. Um, so 12 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and he's only completing 65 percent of his passes. Yeah, they've been getting some pressure on him as well. Drew Locke's coming in you soon gotta, for Seattle. <laughs> as long as you got that offensive line in Seattle, they're still going to have the same problems, and we're going to expose that offensive line. That's just that's that's Geno and that O line. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Do you like that Monday night game last night? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I turned it off <laughs> in the third quarter. I, I think if if the Bears weren't playing, and I wasn't a Is bear it? big Bear fan growing up, but I watched. You were a Packer fan, right? Yeah, but I watched. Like every it's, Chicago should have been <laughs> at weird. that time. <laughs> so weird. Uh, <laughs> The end of the game. Did you stay to the end? I stayed to the end, yep. What did Joe Buck say at the end? I don't. Something to the effect. And this one's finally over. (laughs) (laughs) And Troy said, thank God. (laughs) Somebody had a stat this morning that the Bears were the first team to 
road team to not score a touchdown, not throw for mm. however few yards they ended up throwing for, and turn the ball over as many times as they did and still won. What does that say? I mean, really, what does that say? I mean, the quarterback play in that game was. Oh, my goodness. Dobbs, this makes you feel even worse that you lost to the guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, four let's, interceptions. Give, let's give Dobbs a break. Well, he had four interceptions. He was in Cleveland on the But he beat 25th, the Cowboys. And then he goes to Arizona. We're and he's him. been with Minnesota for less than a month. Yeah, we're holding guys. that he against him. You beat us, then you can't do better. <laughs> That's what we would say. You beat us, but you go up there and you can't do better. Come on. Yeah. Four interceptions, and they dropped two others. By the way, well, you know, it showed that. And I told Bill, he, he, it showed why he texted me, and I said, with "So many teams." I said, "Minnesota's going to win this ten nine, and they were going to <laughs> until Justin Fields completes like a thirty yard pass when the few times they allowed him to throw the ball downfield. Their only receiver on the team was left right. wide open in the middle can, of the can, field at the thirteen. How does that line. happen? <laughs> DJ Moore. Who else was he going to throw to? <laughs> they kept throwing sideways the whole game trying to get the ball out of the that, that was the element of surprise. He was throwing to the sideline. See? That's why, smart. Why would he throw in the middle of the That's field? smart. <laughs> don't, don't talk about him for winning the game. You know, praise them for winning the game. That was good and, stuff. And, Mickey, yes. okay, you've always said that the more you kick field goals, yes. the closer, you, closer are you are to losing the game. And well, they were. They won with all field goals. No and, touchdowns. And, and even missed one. Yep. And missed another t- opportunity to kick one when he fumbled the ball away uh, at yeah. about the 20, 30-yard line. And here we are in week, what, 11? 12, I think. 12? Huh? 12. 12. We're still playing ball like that? That's, that's really – what does that say about coaching? What does that, that say about the quality of quarterbacks in this league? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to practice. Mm-hmm. They can't. No. Mm-mm. It's against the rules. Yeah. And I think we're seeing it. I mean, do you have the list of the scores this week? There was a bunch of teens to teens. Let's see. 12 to 10 last night. Uh, Steelers, Bengals, uh, Steelers 16 to 10. Uh, How about the Giants, Patriots? Titans 17, Panthers 10. Quarterbacks. You know, Uh, Giants 10, Patriots 7. Quarterbacks. Offensive lines. Don't yep. say that about my guy Tommy on, DeVito. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tommy DeVito's on a two-game winning streak. That's right. I'm that looking at scores from that, Sunday. That, that told the story right there. That's all she needs to read. Ten seven would. Those were my standout ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very low scoring. The Rams got to 30 points. They beat the Cardinals 37 to 14. The Chiefs got 31 against the Raiders 17. And the and then the Bills Eagles game. We had two quality teams going up against each other. It's 37 34. So what's Kingsbury doing right now? He was at USC uh, on the staff at uh, with Lincoln Riley at USC. Oh, okay. Who, by the way, is now number one on the list of uh, most likely to get fired coaches. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. That's yeah, just how crazy mm-hmm. it is. By the way, on that topic with the coach getting let go yesterday in Carolina, let's talk a little Mike McCarthy when we come back here on Mix Shots in just a moment. 
I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap at the Prescott who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite and the cool. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back to mixed shots. K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, uh, Mickey, anything else that we need to get to? Uh, has there been a uh, shack sighting here today? You know, I walked around. I didn't see him. I did. You did? Oh, I did. Wow. wow. <laughs> you got scooped, she Mickey. She's been sitting on this Mickey all this time. Mickey gets yes. scooped on his own show. <laughs> she, gets, she gets to go places I can. <laughs> no, we were sitting at uh, the lunchroom uh, just eating uh pretty early today before the show and he walked through with the big and we're big not talking and we're not talking shaquille o'neal no <laughs> no we're not Shaq even though he Leonard. does have residence here in the dallas area he does yes Go yes ahead. and reports are he is supposedly having lunch with jerry jones today. jerry said that he was having lunch with him after he went and took his physical and that uh um he said let me see where I can find it. Basically, it was a physical. And then the question is uh, where he is with his health. And then the next step would be if we can work something out with him. But he also pointed out that the Cowboys aren't the only team interested in 
um, Shaq Leonard. So if everything checks out fine, mm-hmm. do you let him out of the building <laughs> and let him go to Philadelphia? He was asked that, and he says, uh, I can't make decisions on what somebody else wants to do. So um, he's hoping it's not a matter of money because Indy owes him a million dollars a week for the next six weeks. Um, Boy, that must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Golly, that is really cool. (laughs) I think, Everson, we're running out of times in our lives to be let go and get paid to be let go, which seems to be uh, catchy these days in this this country. It's like these these coaches getting let go with so much first year of the contract. And in the case of Carolina with Frank Wright yesterday – um, at least for the head coach who has all, all that money owed to him, it's it's not an altogether horrible day. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jimbo Fisher's crying. Right. No, not right. Exactly. Exactly. But uh, anyway, um, so obviously the Eagles are interested. I think we talked about it yesterday because they not only lost N'Kobe Dean, but Zach Cunningham got hurt in the game. But as I started reading around, Buffalo, the Steelers, and Denver also – seem to have some interest in being able to bring him aboard. Now, some of those teams, um, yeah, they're kind of in the same boat, the Cowboys. They need help now. But, you know, if somebody offers him a long-term deal, I mean. And Buffalo's another team that lost their linebacker, Matt Milano. That's right. I mean, you look Philadelphia and Dallas, Buffalo. And I don't know what the Steelers in Denver you know what they're looking at, but anyway, Denver's yeah. looking at a five-game winning streak, and all of a sudden they're they're in the hunt. Mm-hmm. So the, they're looking to add. And when Pittsburgh looks around the landscape in their own division, Cincinnati lost their starting quarterback, Cleveland lost their starting quarterback, and things are Pittsburgh just just doing what they're doing is uh, they're looking to upgrade. Yeah, they're amazing. in the hunt. Yeah. So Jerry said, the question is where he is in his career as where he is health-wise. And he said, now the next thing is how do you get something worked out uh, if all the other uh, all the other two things fit? Uh, he said it doesn't surprise him uh, at all that the Eagles uh, would be interested. Uh, you know, and he said the, the thing probably doesn't have a financial aspect to it, meaning he's getting paid. So that's what he, I think, he was hoping for. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they'll, uh, um, you know, have their lunch and then see what happens. And the other yeah. thing is, okay, even from Shaquille Leonard's standpoint, how much is he looking at? Hey, maybe take care of me for next year too. Right. I mean, remember when Odell came through here and at the end of the season and everyone's wondering about his health. Well, he was, it was more, it was a more about next year mm-hmm. uh, when Odell came through. So, yeah. So, and then there's the factor of, again, when we talked about last week uh, was you got to find a spot on the roster for him. Cause I would imagine he's not settling for a practice squad uh, signing and then elevate them as needed, right? Uh, although I did see a curious one. Uh, Tyrus Wheat showed up on the injury report with a concussion. Mm. Mm-hmm. And 
Peyton Hendershot's probably ready to get back. Now, is, he, is this his last week? Who's that? On, on Peyton Hendershot, on, on his 21-day window? I think he's done two. His, he's done two. So this would be his third. So next week would third? be the, ne- the week that they have what to make a decision in? on him. What was his injury? Um, it was an ankle, right? I believe I believe Santa, Savannah's right. Yeah, it was an ankle. Right again, Savannah. <laughs> Scooped him again. That's why she's on the show. <laughs> Just keep Mickey straight. By the time she carried her weight. Oh, it's coming. Don't well, you worry. All right. That's right. <laughs> all right. Uh, I tease this. More than I can ask from you two. Yeah, that's true. Frank Reich. Uh, yes. It's let go yesterday. And this is a coach who has had success at previous stops in his career, okay, veteran coach. And first year at Carolina, things go haywire, you know, right off the bat. I don't think expectations were anywhere near what they are annually. Well, certainly they aren't where they are annually for the Cowboys here. But for a veteran coach coming into a new place, look at Mike McCarthy – since he was let go by Green Bay and how M- McCarthy has been able to to not be set in his ways to that year that he was out of football he you know there was much talked about he would get together with uh, other guys who had previous NFL experience had you know coaching experience in the league and they get together and they'd study the game um and spent that whole year studying the game and then him coming here and then just evolving with the times evolving himself his evolution himself as far as his and keeping up with the game it really says a lot about what he has done uh during his four years here and, well and two 12 win seasons mm-hmm. you know you have to working keep, on you a have third here that working on a third mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and if you think back to at. even the beginning of the year where he was catching Hell, oh, offense is old, doesn't know what he's doing, he's calling plays, and then now it's like, oh, look at Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. But it's it's like standing by your your uh, foundation as a coach, your right. principles as a coach, but also evolving with the changing landscape of the game. Well, you, that is tough to do mm-hmm. for old coaches. Did yeah, you ask? Did right. you hear the question he got yeah, asked yeah. about? Pete Carroll and himself and, you know, these uh, older coaches are, you know, still, you know, being, you know, successful. And he kind of put his fist up in the air. He goes, yeah, let's hear it for old coaches. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, he turned 60 this month. That's this, right. Uh, just a few couple of weeks ago. And I think 60, the press. Which is an old way. No, means. but the question was prefaced <laughs> with Carroll's 72 and you just had a significant birthday. And, mm-hmm. and he started laughing, right? And it's like, yeah, let's hear it for old coaches. I'm yeah, all for it's it. Hard to, it. That's a tough one, too. Tom Landry had a problem with it. And uh, many of us were victims of that as players because Mm -hmm. it affects the entire organization. I could even go back to to Grambling. You know, Coach Robinson was old when I got there, and he still coached many more years after I left. And it's hard for them to really take that step, you know, as far as philosophy is concerned, Mm -hmm. into the next, you know, onto the next level, you know, to the next you know, generations, so to speak. Because you're talking about generations of coaches that are coming through, and you're still doing the same thing over and over again. Tom never wanted to get rid of the flex. Yeah. The flex was our downfall. 
Mm -hmm. That's just the way it was. He never wanted to get rid of it. And once it was time to get rid of it, we didn't have the talent to be able to handle whatever came in. So it's hard for old coaches to do what McCarthy and Carroll are doing. And and I'll throw Dan Quinn in there, too. Yeah. You used to look at what Dan Quinn has done with this defense and going back to his days with the Seahawks, what they used to do there, and how in just 10 years' time how things have changed in the league. Yep. And being able to adapt to that. Back to Atlanta, even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, to the, like I said, um, kudos to, to him and for both of those coaches for being able mm-hmm. to, you know, make that move and, and still be relevant, you know, instead of just living on your laurels. And that's, I was with two coaches that ended up doing that same thing. And, you know, they're the ones that when they retire, you know, they got nothing else going on. You know, Bear Bryant, same mm-hmm. thing. As soon as they retire, next thing you know, they get sick. Next thing you know, another one. You know, the other thing, it's interesting. Glad you brought up Pete Carroll. Just the the comparison with Carroll and McCarthy as coaches. They are both, from I would think, from a player standpoint, they seem to both be very approachable. Yes. You know, where players, the relationship that they have with the players. That's that's huge to their success, I think. Jerry, Hopefully it keeps them more in tune to the right. upcoming think, think about how things have changed <clears throat> even since McCarthy became a head coach just in terms of social media. Mm-hmm. And the players, I mean, the social media really didn't start taking off until <laughs> 2009, 2010, something like that. And McCarthy was – you know, four years as a head coach, and so he had to evolve even as far as that goes. And not only as a head coach, but started coaching in the league in 93, was it, with Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. I mean, Kansas City, after he left University of Pittsburgh. Right. So, yeah. Now, Dan Quinn's young. He's only 53. <laughs> he's, not, he's not an old coach, but he's coached already. He's already 21st year in the NFL. Jeez. So, yeah, he's... He's been but, around. But look at his success yeah. as a defensive coordinator 10 years ago with Seattle. And then, you know, he takes Atlanta to a Super Bowl. And then the league changes over the course of this decade. And he's he's ahead of the curve mm-hmm. on it. Well, if you look at a lot of the other teams now, they've kind of gone to his an extra safety defense and one less linebacker. Uh, I see other teams starting to do that. <laughs> That's crazy. It's funny. We worry about them being old. You 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 have to be before your time, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and then time has to catch up with you, right? So when you get really old and you pass those two stages, <laughs> then you got to evolve again, right? right? Again. That's correct. And a big part of it too is the energy level. It, and you see a lot of times. I remember when uh, the Texas coaching staff, when Mac Brown was there. And his assistant coaches, they got older. And so, it's, and of course, it's different in college where you're recruiting, but, and you really got to have a high yeah. energy level to do that. Yeah. Uh, and but, younger coaches. But as yeah. guys get older, that uh, you really know you're, whether you still have a love for the profession, yeah. if you can keep your energy level. And Pete Carroll is at the head of the class as far as that's concerned. I just don't like the coaches that, that you know, they stick. I'm going to stick to what I do. Well, man, you're bringing the league down, mm-hmm. you know, because you're, you're just being the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And that, those are the part, those, they can bring the team down and bring the league down. All right. We continue with more mix shots in just a moment. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. 
fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Cowboys football and Miller Lite. What a pairing. Can cracks a kickoff. Tailgates going way past postgame. Sunday night overtimes followed by Monday morning swagger. Brisket in the smoker. Miller Lite in the cooler. America's team playing America's greatest sport. Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys football tastes like Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. 2023 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese-to-sour-cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi, and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shots. Tis the season for youth football and dance camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss your chance. Learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT&T Stadium on December 22nd and 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash camps. All right, final Perfect. segment here of Mick Shots. Mickey, um, do you want to go Canton, Ohio news or your other? Let me do the other first. one okay, first. Okay, we're going to do the other one first. Because I heard Okay, I, I understand. I heard this. Mickey is about to rant. We're going to figure this out. That right uh, <laughs> it's like, is it okay if if we just have some fun? Because I heard severe criticism on talk radio of Dolly Parton. And, what did you hear? And how she dressed. And it was like, it, it, it should have brought a smile to people's face that she put on a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader uniform under her bodysuit, her glitzy bodysuit. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, why? You're 77 years old and you go out on stage and look like that? It, it was disgusting. And I'm going, seriously? It, it, it brought a smile, I think, to a lot of people's faces that she had the nerve to go out <laughs> and do that, right? And sing. 
Uh, and, and I just heard all this criticism. And it's like she wasn't trying to make a sexual statement or anything. She just it was having fun. And, uh, and we got to find something negative uh, all the time about something. And it's like, God, just enjoy life and, and, and stop the criticism. This woman got out there and she did so much to raise money for the Salvation Army to the point of donating a million dollars mm-hmm. out of her own money. Didn't bring that up. But brought up the fact that she put on a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit. And I'll be the first to say I worked with several people that had um, helped set up the halftime show Mm -hmm. for Dolly. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of those people that met her, they had nothing but great things to say from security, from people that were golf carting her everywhere how just nice she was and professional and saying thank you and just how great of a person that she was to to be out there and Mm -hmm. and you know show up for for this halftime show it was it was incredible so that's disappointing to hear and there was more that she did than just go out there and sing she did all that stuff that led up to it right she did a, a a promo for television she she did the thing sitting at the desk and uh it was I just thought it was it was kind of a joyous moment, right? And it fit right in with what happened on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. here uh, at uh, AT&T Stadium. And, you know, Jerry was asked about uh, home field advantage or whatever, and he goes, well, and he, you know, gives the normal thing. Yeah, the fans are great and whatever. He said, but you also got to factor in that, in others, it compared to other stadiums, we get ten to fifteen more thousand people in our stadium, <laughs> right? And it makes more noise yeah. than in other places. Uh, and, and, and he said it's just a coup to have, uh, you know, the, the things that we have here uh, at AT and T Stadium, and the fact that they brought more recognition the whole day to the Salvation Army, mm-hmm. and about how. You know, whatever they they uh, raised, uh, and even Dolly's million dollars, he said that will feed $2.5 million of Salvation Army people. And it didn't hurt million. that we scored a few touchdowns and we were able to jump into, Get into the, the kettle. Into the kettle. Yeah. And more attention fun. to it. Yeah. More yeah. attention. Then you got, I mean, you don't got you know turkey people, legs in there. And <laughs> people, people are watching at home and they're not a I, fan. I of had people calling me and cracking up. Right. And they were just giddy with, with them jumping in there and they got the turkey legs and all of that. Because I, I was. I, I couldn't see a lot of it. I was on the plane, and as soon as I landed, so they were just telling me, laughing, telling me about, you know, how they were treating each other as they got into the kettle. That was all part of the fun. Well, he, he told a story about um, Al Harris, that he and Bland had this conversation, and and he said something to Bland about, well, if you get one, you got to go in the kettle. Yeah. And he and then he thought, well, now wait a minute, I better. And he said, so he saw Mike and Jerry talking about it, and he went up to him and said, well, you know, we had this conversation with Bland, and and Jerry said, you know, he asked, he is okay if he does that. And he said McCarthy turned to him and said, if he gets an interception and returns it for a touchdown and jumps in the kettle, you better jump in there with yeah. us. Right? <laughs> now, they, they get fined for that, right? I, I haven't heard any fines. I but mean, yeah. previously, Zeke, previously they did. Zeke in, in did the, past, the first yeah. time. Yes. And then they donated the money 
to the Salvation Army. But it was still a, and then the, the next the next time they said it's okay. Okay, so from I here, mean, what's from the here difference on? between that or jumping in the sands? <laughs> yeah, Lambo leap, right? Right, and we're raising money mm-hmm. and, yeah. and attention. So don't you know there's going to be people? They're going to go shopping this weekend. They're going to see the bell ringers, and they're going to yeah. go. Okay, here's a dollar. Right, right. I right. saw the guys jumping in. Yeah, yeah. right. Good stuff. That is. Good stuff. All right. Mickey, I have a suggestion. You need to quit listening to those shows. I know. I was going to say I know. That, I, that, I, is a, that is the <laughs> minority. That is the minority. That's the minority. I turned it off. Yeah. Uh, the majority I, of everything. There's plenty of other country. options. Man, Give me credit. I turned on music. You gave them too much credit already. <laughs> they, they got too much notoriety already. In this, in this yeah. podcast world we live in now, there's a whole lot of other really? options out Man. there. You don't have to listen to that. And nonsense. it's always the minority music that, that makes all the the <laughs> noise so no you're good man you're okay good. now here's Dolly's another good. mickey rant coming your way in three wait two. what was the other one we were going to talk about the other one <laughs> 25 modern era player semifinalists for yeah. the pro football hall of fame's class of 2024 announced this morning and darren woodson is yes among those 25 for how many times Eighth time as a semifinalist, 2015, 2017, and now six straight years from 2019 through 2024. Eight times he was a semifinalist. Eight times a semifinalist now. Wow. Is that ridiculous? Almost as ridiculous as your case. Yeah, almost. I'm exhausted. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. Right. I've, I've written it so many times. Uh, how he deserves this, and it's like, what I like can to com- I like to make comparisons, and, and all I saw, I, I went there uh, for the Black College Hall of Fame uh, game a couple of times, and I saw a couple of uh, uh, names up there, and they they have we went to the, the pro shop or whatever the the Hall of Fame shop in Canton, and I just got more and more pissed off as I looked at some of the names, and not just for myself, but for him, and this is his position. This is Darren Woodson's safety. Position. Safety. Leroy Butler. Yes. Atwater. Steve Atwater. There's another one in there. Let's just, once again, give them all credit. Right. Because they're all damn good players. But if they're in. Then where's where's the justice? John Lynch is in. John Lynch. That's another one. That one, that was the first one that pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not Woody. I'm not Woody. Woody, this is his position here. Yeah. And you look at just those three names right there and tell me how their accomplishments are better than Darren Woodson's. I can't see it. You can go numbers all you want. You can go number of Super Bowl wins. You can go number of tackles. And that's what safeties are known for. Brian Dawkins. Brian Dawkins is another one. The number of Super Bowl wins that Darren Woodson has. And not just that. It's the sacrifice that he made later on in his career. See, these are the things they don't know about him. Mm -hmm. They don't know about the sacrifice he made moving from safety down to the slot. And when he's a he's really a linebacker by by nature, you know, but you got him playing the 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 uh, Brandon Cooks of the world. And he's down there doing the doing the job. He was doing the job. You know this these defenses that the, the league is running now. Yeah, Darren Woodson. <laughs> can you imagine? Thirty him? years ago, he's tailor made for yeah. this. That's Thirty it. years ago, That's he it. was doing that. Mm-hmm. And and it's just it's just so frustrating. And, and so I'm guessing his last year would have been 2004. 
four, three, something like that. I think it was four because he. It was oh three. Oh three was the he, last he played, but he was here oh four. Bill wanted him to stay, and that's when he had his back problem, maybe. Okay. Mm -hmm. and then he ended up retiring because he couldn't play. Mm -hmm. uh, so next year, it's twenty years, and, and he's eligible now to be a senior candidate. He's twenty. Twenty. Twenty-five. Right. I thought it was 25? twenty. I think it's twenty-five. Um, I should know this. It, well, <laughs> yeah, you've it. He's, yeah. <laughs> after a while, it just goes a blur. It's just a blur after a while. It, but it's like, <laughs> now, he shouldn't have to wait that long, is, no my, is my point. And, um, you know, I, I think when it comes to the process, of course, I've, I've always been against the media being the, the first line of defense. I've always been against that. It makes no sense to me. But when it's all said and done, no matter how you do it, there's no excuse for not having it being done another way. But no matter how you do it, there's going to be some type of discrimination or, you know, loopholes right. that's, mm -hmm. that's going to come with it. That's just the way it goes. I don't right. care if the players vote first or not, because then you're going to have players getting together, you know, for their guy, you know, because he played the same school, same team, conference, all that kind of crap. You know what they should do this time when they make the argument for him? They should bring in Roy Williams. Who's making the argument? That's my thing. Local, Who's in his corner? Um, you got to have somebody in your corner. I know well, who I have in my th corner. They have people locally that are that have the vote. They, they, they can need make to, the they presentation. They need to step up. They need to bring in Roy Williams. Exhibit A. When Darren Woodson was playing with Roy Williams, Roy Williams was a Pro Bowl safety. When Darren Woodson retired, Roy Williams' career kind of went downhill. Mm -hmm. And he made the difference. He was the heart and soul of the He was keeping him away from defenses. the biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roy Williams a biscuit away from being a linebacker. Boy, you sound like Ross Springs, man. That's, funny. That's a good one. <laughs> a biscuit away. And, 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 and it's like he was the heart and soul of these defenses. The, his ability to be versatile. And you know what? And he played special teams till the last time he played in this league because Joe Avizano would not take him off special teams. Yeah. It was one of those, hey, Joe, what do you think? And it's like, no, I need you. And so, you know, he did it. If they needed a captain for the defense, it would have been Woody. And if you just look, and even he's had a TV career that people should have noticed how well he knows the game, how well he analyzed the game. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I think when I'm it comes when, it, when it comes to guys older, uh, and the media gets younger, then there's just no interest by them to do the research. Right, that has to be part of it because if you do the research instead of going by, you know, like I say, I have my guy and he's got his people that are going to be voting for me, you know, regardless. And so you know, you know, so everybody's got their guys. Sometimes you, know, you, 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 you don't They're not to, going the research. They're just going by who they asked. Right. Or to. they look at numbers and say, well, this, he's only had this many interceptions. Right. But right. you don't understand that you got to use your eyes sometimes to tell you what's right and what isn't. Well, there's, more re there's so much research behind the numbers and the, and the seasons that they just don't want to take that time. To me, if you're going to be a Hall of Fame voter, the, the responsibility that comes with that, do your freaking work. Do the job. Do your research. Don't just Otherwise, show up the yeah, Saturday before the right, Super Bowl right, and say, yeah. well, well, let me listen to this right, presentation. Right, exactly. 
So there are three DBs in this uh, semifinals class: Eric Allen, Rodney Harrison, and Darren Woodson are the three DBs. So of the twenty-five semifinalists, Eric, Eric Allen. Yeah, Eric Allen. Eight he, times. No, he's good. E- Eagles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he mm-hmm. was good. He's got about fifty plus, right? Fifty plus picks at least, I think. And I'm not trying to diminish guys that are already in, no like doubt. you said, the no, three I people. I am. But <laughs> if they're in, then he should be in. Yeah. Point blank. Wonder if we can get him on the show here soon. <laughs> man, there, I wouldn't. If I was him, I wouldn't. Even, man, he needs to do like Harry Carson. Look, just take my name off of it. Don't even mention my name. And then all of a sudden, everyone's offended. Oh, man, Harry's mad at us. And then they vote Harry in. Yeah. I mean, so see, Eric Allen is another one that um, all right, he's been a semifinalist four times the last four years. He retired in 2001. So, I mean, he for— Oh, so it must be—maybe tw- it is 25 years. For years and years, he didn't even get considered. Yeah. So, all right. We'll have more time to talk about that. And tomorrow, we get you ready for (laughs) Cowboys-Seahawks. It will be our Fight Song Friday Wednesday tomorrow here on Mix Shots. And some keys to the game. That's right. Okay, see you tomorrow. Go Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?